Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of the Wise Man's Sphere and then talk about it. This is page 896. That's a big number. Bast hurried over, a numb expression on his face. Quoth sat in a stool at the bar, his face swollen and bloody. Chronicler stood next to him, dabbing awkwardly at the innkeeper's scalp with a damp cloth. I might need to prevail on you for a few stitches, Bast, Quoth said, if it wouldn't be too much trouble. Reshi, Bast repeated. What happened? Devon and I got into a bit of an argument, Quoth said, nodding at the scribe, about the proper use of the subjunctive mood. It got a little heated toward the end. Chronicler looked up at Bast, then blanched, and took several quick steps backward. He's joking, he said quickly, holding up his hands. It was soldiers. Quoth chuckled painfully to himself. There was blood on his teeth. Bast looked around the empty tap room. What did you do with them? Not much, Bast, the innkeeper said. They're probably miles away by now. Was there something wrong with them, Reshi, like the one last night? Bast asked. Just soldiers, Bast, Quoth said. Just two of the king's own. Bast's face went ashen. What? he asked. Reshi, why did you let them do this? Quoth gave Bast an incredulous look. He gave a brief, bitter laugh, then stopped with a wince, sucking air through his teeth. Well, they seemed like such clean and virtuous boys, he said, his voice mocking. I thought, why not let these nice fellows rob me, then beat me to a pulp? Bast's expression was full of dismay. But you... Quoth wiped away the blood that was threatening to run into his eye then looked at Bast as if he were the stupidest creature drawing breath in the entire world. What? he demanded. What do you want me to say? Two soldiers, Reshi? Yes! Quoth shouted. Not even two! Apparently, one thick-fisted thug is all it takes to beat me half to death! He glared furiously at Bast, throwing up his arms. What is it going to take to shut you up? Do you want a story? Do you want to hear the details? Bast took a step backward at the outburst. His face went even paler, his expression panicked. Quoth let his arms fall heavily to his sides. Quit expecting me to be something I'm not, he said, still breathing hard. He hunched his shoulders and rubbed at his eyes, smearing blood across his face. He let his head sag wearily. God's mother, why can't you just leave me alone? That's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Drew. I'm Jeremy. There's a typo in my book. Uh, it says, Bast expression was full of dismay. It's not a possessive. It simply says, Bast expression. Mm. Is that corrected in yours? It is corrected in mine, yes. Well, there you go. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, to satisfy any of us whose vocabulary is not up to snuff, the subjunctive re- is an adjective relating to or denoting a mood of verbs expressing what is imagined or wished or possible. An example of the usage is, if I were you, the report recommends that he face the tribunal. It is important that they be aware of the provisions of the act, although those verbs are in the subjunctive. Interesting. So they they mean not their literal sense, but uh, they mean kind of an imagined or yeah. If I were metaphorical, right? Like I'm imagining that I am you. Interesting. I recommend that he face the, that he face the tribunal. He's not going to face them. We recommend that he does face them. Right, but like in this, it's not face literally. Like put your face to them. It's yeah, like exactly. It's like he is. Yeah, it's also yeah the sort of. But it, but this, the definition is what is related to what's wished or imagined or possible. I think what it actually refers to is like, he isn't facing them yet. We don't know, but it's possible that he could face them. Okay, wait, where is this on the page? When Quoth makes this very funny joke, and I mean that unironically, it is funny. He's doing the same kind of bit Nick and I would do. When Bass goes, Rashi, what happened? And Quoth goes, oh, well, Devin and I got into an argument about the use of the subjunctive. 
Oh. <laughs> and then Devin, and then Chronicler, who's panicking, oh my god, Bast is going to think he's not joking and kill me. It's very quick to say, no, 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 soldiers. Yeah, we don't get Bast's reaction. It's not clear if Bast is like giving him like his, you know, his, his teeth elongating. <laughs> it's his Wolverine claws extend and he's about mm-hmm. to kill him. It's not clear what, what he's reacting to, but, you know, I think uh, Devin, our friend here, has good reason to fear. Indeed. I'm sure that Bast has like if he hired these thugs yeah but he knows yeah but chronicler doesn't know that right fair <laughs> yeah and bass does love to fuck with chronicler yeah well <laughs> and like i do think that one of the things rothfuss does really well throughout the frame narrative is remind us subtly just through chronicler's behavior when dealing with bass that he's afraid of him that he's terrified of bass because in the previous book bass threatened to like mutilate him to death if he didn't get what he wanted and like, oh my god, was that a whole book ago? It sure was. <laughs> and something that's like, I was talking before yesterday about how like the whole sequence is so kind of pathetic and sad, and this is also like compounding Quoth's humiliation. And like, Chronicler has the emotional intelligence to not do exactly what Bass is doing. He's like, why didn't you beat them up? Where did your magic powers go? <laughs> why aren't you? Why are you such a like a pussy? Like what's well, going on? Bast's journey is interesting, right? Like Bast well, comes in and he's like, "Oh, there's the doors open. I sure hope nothing happened." And he sees Quoth beat up, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't expect Quoth to be beat up." And he goes, "Well, what did you do with them?" Like, okay, they clearly like, got a few punches. I'm sure. You, I'm sure you still killed them. Yeah. Like, like, where are their bodies? Like that. That's what he's saying when he says, yeah. "What did you do with them?" Right. And then he gets actually dismayed. Yeah. When he when he learns that, the, and he goes, "What? Well, like, oh no! Like they must have been." tainted or they were possessed and I didn't know that you know Bast is going like well what, he, what was wrong with them like, nothing was wrong with them they were just like and then he just he like makes quote see it no it was just one regular guy and he beat the shit out of me thanks a lot asshole like yeah and like quote is trying to deflect with the humor right like, yeah he's really he's quote is so embarrassed like humiliated by this and Bass just won't leave him alone until he snaps at him, right? Until he just says, like, what do you want from me? This is what happened. Um, and, like, I think a line that has more importance than just this scene is where he goes, God's mother, why can't you just leave me alone? Yeah. Right? Like, why do you keep trying to get, like, Foth knows, I think, on some level that what Bast wants is for him to be the Quoth from the stories again. And Quoth knows on some level that he can't ever be that. And he finds it exhausting that Bast keeps trying to get it out of him. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I've always wondered what Quoth knows about Bast's goings on. I don't think he knows that he sent the soldiers, but I do think it's likely that he knows that Bast like wants him to be Quoth again. I don't mm-hmm. think Bast has been too subtle about that. Like, you even have to wonder if like Bast came to Quoth and was like, Quoth the great hero, I want to join you on your adventures. He's like, I'm not doing adventures anymore. It's like, well, can you at least teach me how to do adventures? Like, fine. It's like, no, adventures. I'll teach you how to run an inn. Is yeah, that's what yeah, I'm doing now? Yeah, I'll yeah. teach you like some bits and things here and there to like get you off my case. You know, like I'll teach you to read this book that my teacher tried to make me read. You know, mm-hmm. and then also on this page, quit expecting me to be something I'm not. I think that also, much mm-hmm. like uh, what he said on the previous page, which was uh, what was that? Uh, forgot who I was there for a minute. I think that's sort of the same sentiment expressed again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it might be a bit too on the nose if he wrote, uh, quit expecting me to be someone I'm not. Mm-hmm. But 
And like you've got plausible deniability if you're Rothfuss, right? It's like, oh no, I'm just using that in the metaphorical sense that we've heard many, many times before. In the subjunctive. Oh boy. I don't think that's actually the correct subjunctive. subjunctive. I got subjunct in the trunked. What is that? I don't even know what that implies. What are you going to do with all that subjunct? All that subjunct inside your trunk? Yeah. Jordana, what are you going to do with all the subjunct? I'm um, 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 get you subjunct. Subjunct? <laughs> <laughs> Listener, I wish you could have seen the the reluctance, the, the world weariness with which Jordana met that prompt. <laughs> Jordana has perhaps never been more sick of our shit. <laughs> but like, Bast's character... His journey, as you put it, in this scene is really one of just simply being unable to reckon with the idea that Kvothe is not that guy anymore. Yeah, I think Bast thought he was in control of this situation. And Bast thought Bast, Bast was in control. Yeah, I don't know what I said, but Bast thought he was in control of it, and Bast thought it would go a certain way. And I think that the, Bast is carrying this throughout the rest of the book, and it also. It, you know, I don't think it's a spoiler to say, to remind us that it ends with him meeting up with those thugs again and slaughtering them. And I think that he is taking out his frustrations on them. Mm. Uh, I mean, he always intended them to die, obviously. I think he expected both to kill or at least beat them up. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bast, I think you're right that Bast changes at the end of this, perhaps now understanding that he's not simply like pretending to not be both anymore. He simply, he, he is not both anymore. Mm. Or, well, but I mean, I actually think that based on what happens on the next page, he doesn't get it. Mm. Because, well, I, we'll save that for the next page. But I actually think that Quoth's journey, I mean, Bast's journey, at least in this scene, is one of completely failing to take an idea on board because it conflicts too much with his worldview and his ideas about what he wants to be true. So he he simply can't accept it. And Kvothe ends up playing along because it's exhausting to try and convince Bast otherwise, which is why he snapped at him in the first place. Yes. Well, I think uh, we've we've delved greedily and deep into this. We've bothered Jordana, so we check that <laughs> off of our box. Mm-hmm. You want to do like five minutes about superhero movies, or should we save that for tomorrow's page? Uh, the Spider-Verse is really good. Spider-Verse no, absolutely no. slaps. Yeah, no. the new one is great. It, I didn't think it was possible, but it improves on the previous one in every way, and I really like the first one. Yeah, yeah. Really raised the bar. It's really uh, th- you know, thematically tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the characters have you know, great, great moments. It even, uh, you know, this isn't really my place to analyze, but I think that it has really good racial politics and like, the way that the, the characters of color kind of support each other. Um, well, and like even more than the first movie, it's like, and I, you know, how how much credit you want to give to like corporate diversity, diversity, social responsibility, Black Lives Matter stuff is up to you. But they're really, it feels authentic and it feels like well done. The the many different kinds of diversity that the film. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this. It would have been very easy for them to have most of the Peters be variations of Peter Parker, but they go out of their way to avoid that. There's a couple. Uh, different Spider-Men who are who are Peters, but the central ones are all still Spider-Men, but they're not Peter Parker, and that's okay. It's not like they are 
variants for not being Peter Parker. It's not Parker centric. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, it really leads into the whole, anyone could be Spider-Man. You're still a Spider-Man if you're not a variation of Peter Parker. That's not what it means to be Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Because all these other different horrible things have happened to you and you still chose to be a superhero. Anyway, yeah. uh, also, like, Jordan, you haven't seen it yet, have you? No. Oh, we can't talk about it. Oh, no. It's really beautiful. And the way they, they yeah. up the... Like, if you thought the animation in the first one was, like, bonkers and kind of unique and doing something different, this movie is, like, cracking its knuckles, popping its neck from side to side. You thought that was cool. Now dig on this. And then it uh, does spousal abuse. Uh, and oh my God. <laughs> if you want to get that joke, you got to watch Spider-Man 3, the worst Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one's real bad. Mm-hmm. That one is like the epitome of corporate meddling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, you can enjoy Across the Spider-Verse uh, on not this podcast, but at your local cinema. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I don't mind you saying it that way. That's not that's not as weird as you saying Cohen. Cohen? I can't even do it. Cohen. Cohen. It has two syllables. I'll kill, I'll kill all of you, especially <laughs> you, the listener, on tomorrow's page of the wind. 